Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. State of the Suns, driven by Sonic Drive-In. Mmm, Sonic. Prince and Gambo take you inside the Suns front office and talk with a key decision maker. State of the Suns every Wednesday at 3.30. It's been a week since we spoke with General Manager James Jones and what a week it's been for the Suns organization. And he joins us right now on the Arizona Sports Line. James, congratulations on the early success on the season. It's been a good week for you guys, to say the least. It has. Thanks for having me, guys. It's been a really good, productive week and just looking forward to Friday. We have another good good team in New Orleans coming in and, and we'll just hope to continue our momentum. Yeah, big win for them over Dallas without a couple of their key guys. But yeah, you guys beat Dallas, you beat the Clippers, you beat the Warriors. Let's talk about that game last night. Look, you were in this league for a long time. You were very successful. You know what it's like to be a champion and have teams coming after you on a regular basis. Uh, there's no rest for the for the weary when you're a champion. You guys, the intensity level of that game for the fourth game of the season did seem like a game seven of the playoffs, didn't it? Um, and I was meaningful. It was a meaningful game. I think um, during the regular season, especially when you start the regular season, coming up the summer, everyone's itching to play. And, and when you play with the postseason in mind, uh, sometimes it can be a slog. You just think about, like, how do we get to the next game? But when you have games like yesterday, we have two really great teams, Hall of Fame players, all NBA players, and guys with a lot of pride and, and a lot of uh, success. You want to go out there and compete. And I thought yesterday both teams played at such a high level. Um, it, it made for entertaining basketball. What What about that win? Do you, what, what does that win do for this team? Does it Does it just help build confidence? Does it do anything to, to push you further along as the season goes? It, it gives us stress, right? I mean, you, you have to bring it to, to beat that team. And so you, you play with maximum effort. Um, and, and they put you on your heels to see how you respond. I thought yesterday... Uh, both teams, especially um, early until we got ahead pretty far, both teams threw haymakers, and and the other uh, the opponent responded. I thought it was good for us, and I thought it was good for them, uh, because if we want to be the team that that we think we can be, uh, we'll have to beat beat really good teams. James Jones, our guest here on the Burns and Gambo show. Devin Booker, another brilliant performance last night with the 34, the 7 assists. Monty Williams, after the game, calls him probably the most complete player in the league right now. We were wondering before the season, like, what else can Devin Booker do to get himself better as a basketball player? What have you seen him do to make himself better? Because he's, he's been even better than he's been in the past so far this season. Well, Devin has Devin's always had the desire to be a complete player, and you know he moves on from mastery uh, of one craft to mastery in another area. And I thought coming into the season, he would he would take a step forward in handling the ball, decision making, understanding that teams would trap him, um, really having a command of the offense, and, and getting guys in the right spot so that they can be effective. But then defensively. He's really um, he's taking another step. I, I think it's the game has slowed down, and, and more importantly, he has the the bandwidth and the capacity to play both ends of the floor at a high level. Uh, it's really taxing when you're asking a guy to score 30 points a game. Uh, sometimes his mental reserves can be tapped, but he's he's proven that um, from a physical standpoint, uh, from an emotional standpoint. He's ready to take a larger role, and he's been doing that early in the season. Was driving the rim and attacking the basket something he was doing very well early in his career? Was that part of that kind of offensive evolution for him this year, to do it even a little bit more this year? No, I think he's done a better job of not forcing and just taking what the defense has given him. Um, you know, it's it's 
it's tough. You know, you, you think that you can just flip a switch and say, hey, attack the basket, attack the basket. Well, you know, once teams understand what you're trying to do, um, they can take that away from you. So I think he's done a great job of being balanced, uh, you know, taking his spots and, and, and being deceptive with his intent. You know, teams may think that he's looking for his jumper and he's looking to drive. And so keeping them off balance has allowed him to just show his full offensive potential. The narrative has been that that age is finally catching up to Chris Paul going into that game. He was one of 11 on three-pointers. He wasn't shooting the ball with open shots. But last night, we saw the Chris Paul that, that everybody fell in love with here in Phoenix with the way he played. He was fantastic last night. Knocked down four out of five three-pointers. The assists and the brain, the IQ, that will always work. But there has been a question about Chris's ability you know, to be that second or third scorer for your team. What did you see out of him last night? Uh, I saw Chris show up when a big game was there. Um, I, I saw the fourth game of the regular season in, in a season where, you know, you're trying to balance and, and figure out how, how do you finish strong. Um, the narratives will change game to game. That's the beauty of our game, our sport. You know, a guy can have, you know, a 19 for 19 field goal uh, attempt game and, and make all his shots and, you know, it's the, the highest of highs or he can have, you know, a, a down game, and it can be the lowest of lows. But we still know um, if you you canvas this league, you'll you'll be tough. It'd be tough to find a better point guard, better leader than Chris. And so, um, you know, our 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 goals are long term goals. Our goals are figuring out how we can be effective now and in the future. And, and I'm pretty confident as we get through the rest of the season, and our guys continue to develop with this, you know, these opportunities for Mikael and Cam and, and Da. And, you know, Jock and those guys to take a heavier offensive role. I think you'll see Chris step in when he needs to. And last night was a game we needed him to do it. He came through in a big way. There's only been seven players in the history of this game that have started over 50 games at that position. He's one of seven guys that have ever that have ever done it. Um, Give me your thoughts on on his age and how you get him through age 37 into 38 still being an effective player for you. Well, that's a, a question that everyone asked, right? I mean, we know Father Time is what they say undefeated, um, but in today's game, um, guys do so much behind the scenes that that helps them play beyond their age. You know, for us, it's just continue to focus on how we can, you know, surround him with players that can help him, that can, can lighten the load, so that he can be more aggressive offensively. Uh, because I think somewhere lost in his eleven thousand assists um, is 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 the reality that Chris is a really good offensive player and so many times he has to worry about others. So um, as you, you know, lighten his, his creative load, I think you'll see him, you know, be able to make up for whatever uh, production is needed by being a better offensive player. James Jones, our guest here on the Burns and Gambo Show for his weekly visit with us. It's always a pleasure to have him on. I want to ask you about Jock Landale. We had him on the show yesterday. Really nice guy to talk to. Goes out on his birthday. Has a great game. Is it? Is this exactly what you expected from him, or is this more than what you expected from him when you swung the deal for him, James? I mean, uh, he's he, his production, um, you know, you never really know. Um, it's a new system, new team. You know, I felt that with him uh, joining our group, we he'd be able to put himself in a position to be successful. Um, what I am continually impressed by is just his consistency of effort. I think everything that Jock does day in and day out, if it's an off day, a practice day, or if it's a game day or his birthday, he brings it. The same intensity, the same focus, the same joy, and uh, and almost um, 
you know, innocence in the sense that he, he has no pre- preconceived notions or expectations of how it should go. Uh, he just plays and, and lives with the results. And so I thought last night on his birthday, uh, where a lot of people make a big, you know, a big fuss about certain days, he was just like, hey, it was an opportunity to play the game at the highest level against the champions and, and prove that I belong. And I think every day he goes out there to do it, and he's been showing that he does belong. Last night, Jay Crowder provided a statement to Chris Haynes of TNT that was read off during the broadcast. Is there is there any sort of an update or any sort of a evolution in that story from your perspective when it comes to Jay and your desire or your ability to trade him at this point? No, I have nothing to add to that situation. Um, I've said before, when we have a resolution, we'll have a resolution. Um, last night was about you know, uh, competing and, and trying to, to beat a good opponent at home. And we did that. And, and so we'll continue to try to figure out how we can improve as a team. And uh, that will remain our focus going forward. Some people have speculated that one of the reasons that Dario's not getting any minutes is, you know, maybe as part of a future trade. I, I did see him struggle in Europe. So my thought is that he's just wasn't really ready to play NBA type minutes on, on a regular basis. Give me, give me, uh, the update on Dario. How, is, is he close to getting more minutes and why has he been limited to just two minutes so far this season? I mean, Dario's progressing fine. I mean, Dario is has he, he's been out of basketball for a year, and and he's making his way back. I, I think more than anything is that we still have a lot of depth on this team, and sometimes it's just as simple as matchups and, and opportunities and 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 the flow and and any opponent. Um, you know, when it if it, the opportunity presents itself, uh, extremely confident, physically he's ready, mentally he's ready. Uh, when his number's called, he'll produce like he always does. And, and until that time comes, he'll continue to focus on improving and we'll continue to focus on how to make sure that he's ready for when, when his number's called. Well, thanks for the time again, James. We appreciate it. Good luck against the Pelicans on Friday. We look forward to talking to you next week. Thank you. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks, James. James Jones joining us here on the Arizona Sports Line, general manager of the Phoenix Suns, the 3-1 and one Phoenix Suns.